Because of Brexit, you need a UK responsible person. So contact Easy Medical Device. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we'll do the February 2021 review. But before to start, how many days until the UNDR is starting? So let's listen to that. So Munir, there's 112 days left until MDR either happens or gets postponed. Who knows? Thank you, Michelle. So I hope you are not too late if you need any support. So don't hesitate to call us and we'll try to find how we can help you within this journey because, yeah, UMDI is, is really a difficult one. So what we will do today is to start first with the, the announcement that was made on January from the EU Commission regarding the remote audits. So it was something that we talked with during the, the last episodes uh, regarding the Team NB position papers, all the information about the fact that if we do nothing, we'll be late because mainly due to the COVID-19 uh, crisis, uh, notified bodies were not able to perform on-site audit because of travel restrictions mainly. We talked also about that during episodes with uh, NSAI, for example, with uh, Caroline Doregarty. Uh, so mainly here today, I mean, this month, the EU Commission announced that remote audit it was possible now for a first EU MDR certification. But if you now read specifically the text, there is a lot of uh, exceptional uh, situations that have to happen to, to do that. Uh, so the number, the document number is Commission Notice 2021 uh, C8 01. Uh, I will put anyway the, the links on the show notes. But uh, if you read this document mainly, uh, what you will understand is the fact that first this is just a temporary measure uh, it's not something that will be happening um, uh, for a long time it's i mean unless it's uh, the covid-19 is uh, is taking many years to to be re to recover the situation so mainly it's only during the covid-19 crisis um, it's also um, only for manufacturers uh, that manufacture some products that uh, can be creating some health situation, uh, some patient situation. So it's really a high risk product or high um, needed product for, for, the for the healthcare system. So mainly if your product is not really um, helping regarding a life-threatening disease or something like that, so most likely you are not qualified for this remote audit. Uh, it will be also a review case by case done by uh, notified bodies. Um, the remote audit also will be authorized, but as soon as possible, on-site audit should be executed. Uh, so it means as soon as the crisis is over, then immediately the notified body will have to do the on-site audit uh, to confirm that everything is fine. You have to document everything. So why this, why that? So really to justify why you are authorizing this remote audit. And all this will be done um, under the supervision of the uh, competent authorities. So it means that it's not... A notified body decision to do that. The notified body will ask the authorization to the uh, competent authority, which will inform 
the EU Commission that this is used uh, for this type of audit. So yeah, there will be a lot of um, kind of uh, box to tick and uh, people to talk to uh, to authorize a remote audit. So what we thought at the beginning that it will be like remote audit authorized for everybody. Uh, we see here now that no, it's not for everybody. And uh, what you can uh, also read is the blog post of Eric Volbrecht, so our famous lawyer. So Eric created a blog post about this topic. And on this blog, he made the comparison also with the medicinal products area, so which is also an healthcare business. And here we can see that it's completely different that the um, medicinal um, area is authorizing remote audit. They call that, uh, how they call that? Uh, distant assessment. So what they are saying is that you can do that, but as soon as you do that on the GMP certificate that you are issuing, you have to write the certificate has been granted uh, on the basis of a distant assessment. So mainly it is authorized and you can, you can do it. So you see here that it's true healthcare um, business or healthcare industry, and one is not treated the same as the other, which is also something that maybe should be also considered by the EU Commission related to that. Um, the after the announcement about this uh, remote audit um, situation. So Team NB also is now starting to issue a document, an harmonized document for uh, this information. And we are waiting for that, I hope within the next uh, few few days. Um, so after that, I decided to create a, a survey, a new survey, uh, which is, so under all the circumstances that uh, we talked about just before. Uh, so uh, do you think that the EU Commission made a good decision? So the survey says, so uh, So is it a good decision under those circumstances? Uh, yes, if accepted to for all uh, the manufacturers. Yes, only for critical devices. So the decision made related to only critical devices is good. No, this will have no impact, mainly because it's only for critical devices. So mainly, may maybe a small part of the industry will be really impacted by that, but not a lot. Or no at all, because on-site audit is really the key uh, elements that uh, should be used for for this uh, this evaluation so uh, you can go on the show notes and you will see the survey and you can just answer um, and yeah I, I would publish the information during the next uh, next uh, podcast episode okay we have also planned uh, this week a remote audit uh, talk uh, on my linkedin live so uh, this week on friday we'll have a linkedin live uh, where we'll talk specifically about uh, about this situation um okay Last month, we had also some surveys that I initiated and just wanted to show you the results of those surveys. So the first one was about MDR and IVDR date of application. So will it be postponed like we, what we had last year? Uh, so the answers were at 44% a no nothing would be postponed and 33% yes all of them will be postponed so 319 votes uh, so mainly knowing now the um, decision from the EU Commission to authorize remote audits uh, so we suppose that the date of application will not be postponed because it was like or you postpone the date or you authorize remote audits so now it's like the authorize remote audits under those circumstances that we talked about before. So um, most likely it's not um, an option now to postpone, but I mean, we don't know. So we'll see when it will happen, when the, when the date of application will be really close, then we'll understand if there is a chance of, for postponement or not. But for now, don't consider postponement, really try to work on your products and on your files so that you are ready uh, for the date of application. Or if your certificate is uh, expiring later, so uh, you can also uh, wait until the expiration of your certificate. And I have made a video, we'll talk about that at the end, about the timeline for EU MDR.
We had also another survey that we initiated last month, which is about Swixit and Churxit. So mainly because of Swixit and Churxit, so it means that all the notified bodies that are within those two countries will lose their accreditation to be notified bodies because a notified body should be located in the European Union. And if the if the, the agreements between Switzerland and Turkey is not signed uh, for EUMDR, then normally those notified bodies will lose their uh, accreditation. But what does it mean for the certificates that those notified bodies issued? Will this be continue to be valid? So 53% uh, says no, those certificates are not valid anymore as soon as they, are, they lose their accreditation. So then uh, those manufacturers cannot sell their products anymore in the European Union. But 41% said also, yes, it is still valid. Uh, so 104 votes. So mainly uh, we will hear maybe uh, an official answer from the EU Commission about that. But for now, normally, same as for Brexit, if uh, a notified body lost their accreditation, so also the certificate are uh, not valid anymore because mainly a certificate is valid only if a notified body is accredited. So then if it is not accredited, it's not valid. The, in that case, if you are part of the a member state located in the European Union, you can use the orphan procedure. Uh, so it's mainly something we talked also during the podcast. So mainly it is the uh, member states, the competent authority that will take the role of the notified body while you are looking for another one. But yeah, you have really to um, to um, not try to use this if possible. So uh, try to, uh, to use really something else. Um, okay, uh, next po point is about uh, the US. So um, if you are looking for a US recognized uh, standard, so mainly uh, the, there is this database that is existing. And uh, last, uh, last month, so in, uh, in December, uh, so the US uh, updated their recognized consensus standard uh, in the database. Uh, so there is a, a big list that was included now with some standard like the 6601 dash, uh, some numbers that were included, mainly because there is a new version, so 2020 version that was uh, issued there. So you can go, the, the link is on the show notes and you can see which standards are updated for the US. Then for Canada, so uh, in Canada, they have created the guidance related to incident reporting, so many vigilance reporting. Uh, so you can see this guidance is explaining to you exactly how you should execute, uh, how you should inform the Canada Health Authority about any incident. Um, when I read it, so mainly what is mentioned is the fact that you have just to send an email with all the information um, that uh, are uh, required within the, the the information that should be provided to the Health Canada. Uh, it's different from the Europe. So Europe has a form that you have to fill. Here, no, you have just to look at all the requirements and answer those requirements and send this information to an email. And this email will, will send you an acknowledgement of receipt to say that you are uh, in a good shape for, for that. So uh, same, you can go also on the show notes and you will see uh, the, um, the link for the reporting. Okay, so let's now talk about trainings. So as I'm saying to you since a long <laughs> time, so training is really important for, for your organization. So you have to be ready for, for any of that. Uh, so here, um, what I wanted to show to you is mainly some trainings that are existing. Uh, so there is the QMED, Acad QMED Academy uh, made by uh, Elena Kui. So, um, so you can go on this uh, website that's also on the show notes and you can see a lot of trainings that are available, some regarding clinical evaluation report, how to write that, 
some also assessment about classification of your products etc so you can go and you can check uh, some of the uh, elements that uh, LNQE is providing to you uh, which is I think great great site also for reviewing some of the trainings that uh, you are maybe interested about then if you want to understand more Udamed so Richard Julian is also providing some trainings uh, so you can go to uh, udamed.eu and there is a, a list of the trainings that are available mainly in February, March he has some sessions that are available so everybody is uh, happy of those trainings uh, and has really a great understanding after that about uh, how to apply Udamed so mainly if you have a huge list of uh, products uh, with a, a big portfolio I think this training can help you really to organize the transfer of all your data within the Udamed database in a more uh, easy base if, if more easily so the, mainly the the training made by uh, Richard is uh, also for non-technical people so it's also something that can be great for you then we have Cunic trainings so Cunic is also announcing uh, all the list of trainings that they have this uh, this uh, this year so you can go to Cunic uh, cunicgroup.com slash trainings so I will also put the links on the show notes so that you can uh, check which training they have and for me, so uh, we have the Green Belt Certification Program for UMDR. Uh, so we just finalized uh, the um, eighth edition. Uh, so with uh, around 22, 25 students. Uh, and yeah, it was really successful. So now uh, I'm just planning the next session. So the next session for February will be on the 22nd to 26th. And the next session for uh, on March will be on, from the 22nd of to 26th. So don't hesitate to go to the website. So uh, school.easymedicaldevice.com slash GB. So you can see there all the sessions that are open for now regarding EUMDR. So as I said, it's really important for you to get trained, you, your team or your colleagues. So don't hesitate to share those information uh, with them if they want really to be trained on the EUMDR uh, for the 2017-745. Okay, so now notified bodies. So is there any new notified body on the Nando list? So yes, there is SGS Fimco Oi, which is from Finland, uh, which is the newcomer uh, on the list. So congratulations, uh, SGS Fimco Oi, uh, for, for being accredited for EUMDR. Uh, no new for IVDR. So let's count now. For MDR, we have 18 notified bodies. And for IVDR, we have four notified bodies. So uh, yeah. It's not a lot uh, in comparison to all uh, in what we were waiting for already last year, which was 20 notified bodies. So now it's uh, it's not 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 much more. So um, yeah, if you are have no notified body for now, so I mean you have really to put it as a priority to contact your notified body, a notified body to try to see which one can help you and which one has some dates available. Um, I have made a. A cartoon so I'll just maybe show that now where uh, we talk about the fact that yeah somebody is ready for his um, audit uh, and then he calls his notified body and the notified body gives him a date in 2025 uh, so mainly because yeah he should have called earlier uh, so yeah call earlier if you really have uh, if you are really ready for a new MDR certification don't wait even if your certificate expires um, later uh, after date of application don't wait call them now so just to already organize uh, some talk with them and some uh, organize maybe uh, the, the application so that it can be sent at the right time. 
If you are in the UK now, uh, so we talked about that last time also, so there is some approved bodies. So I try to see if there is any update in terms of approved bodies within the UK. So apparently there is still no update. So we have still three notified bodies that are approved, which is uh, BSI, SGS, and UL. So, but um, when you look more carefully on those approved bodies, so there is only two of those approved bodies that can, um, can uh, certify your uh, medical devices under the UKCA. There is only one that can certify it, uh, if you are an AIMD, so active implantable medical device, which is BSI. And there is three of them, so that can do the IVD, uh, in vitro diagnostic. So I think it's really important that you are understanding that because um, CE marking uh, in the UK is approved, is accepted until the 30th of June, 2023. And after that, you need to apply for UKCA. So then you have to call one of those notified bodies so that they can provide you UKCA. So maybe it's also a good thing to not wait until 30th of June, 2023, but to try to call them also earlier. And um, from the 1st of January, 2021, as we said already, uh, you need a UK uh, representative, a UK responsible person. So Easy Medical Device is able to provide you this service. So don't hesitate also to call us in case you need that. So we are already helping uh, a lot of companies to uh, be registered within the MHRM. So don't hesitate to send us an email at UKREP at easymedicaldevice.com U-K-R-E-P at easymedicaldevice.com and then we can try to help you. In case you also look for uh, any information about uh, authorized representative in uh, Europe this time, so don't hesitate also to send me an email at info at easymedicaldevice.com info at easymedicaldevice.com Okay, so usually we have a segment that is called guidance and standards. So uh, I don't have anything to talk about that. So there was no MDCG guidance, no major standard that were issued. So mainly um, one thing that I will try to prepare for next time is the standard. So uh, the standard about biocompatibility that was updated. So it's something I'm working on now, but I hope to provide you more details uh, next time because I think, I think it's really a major update on, on this one. But out of that, there is no more guidance or standards that um, I, can, I can show you here. So last segment is about uh, Easy Medical Device podcast. Uh, so what happened with Easy Medical Device? So the last podcast were about uh, the registration of your products in Israel. So we had Liat Nadel uh, from LS uh, Marketing and Registration uh, in Israel that was helping us to understand how you can register your medical device in Israel and what are maybe the restrictions, how they can help you also to do that. So don't hesitate to look at that if you have a project to register your medical device in Israel. Then uh, we had uh, an interesting podcast, podcast which was about the certification, the MDR certification of an artificial intelligence software. So this time it was with uh, Leon Dorn uh, from iDance. Uh, so um, I think a lot of people commented on this podcast because I think for it, it helped a lot. We understand that there is a lot of startups now that are starting to use artificial intelligence for their medical device software. So I think this podcast can really help you to understand what is the journey that this company went through uh, to place their uh, podcast or their, sorry, their medical devices on the, on the market. Then um, the last one was uh, from with Ivan Perez Chamorro from uh, Medboard. So Medboard is a software, uh, is a platform that is helping you to work on your regulatory intelligence. So anything that you need about medical device in terms of regulatory intelligence, you can find that on Medboard. Uh, and uh, Ivan Perez Chamorro came and helped us to understand how to make your post-marketing surveillance uh, report more easily uh, because uh, within the Medboard uh, platform, there is a tool now available to help you to gather a lot of 
information in just one click of a button. So it's something that uh, can save you some, some hours if I can self-research. So um, yeah, don't hesitate to go to the platform. So uh, podcast.easymedicaldevice.com to see all those episodes. But you can also look at that directly on the show notes. And lastly, I have made a LinkedIn Live which is about what is the UMDR timeline. So mainly, uh, I had a lot of questions about when is when my product should be UMDR compliant, when should I apply for UMDR, etc. So then I decided to create this LinkedIn Live just to uh, explain to you quickly how you have to, um, I mean, when you should apply UMDR, for example, if you are a class one product or if you are a class one product, but is but but with the UMDR, it is upclassified. So then uh, what is the rule here, etc., etc. So this is something that you can find on my YouTube channel, but I also put the links on, on the show notes. Okay, so it was the end for today. Uh, I think you yeah, have covered everything that happened uh, and will happen also within the EU uh, medical device industry. Uh, so don't hesitate also to um, put a comment if you have any question. I will try to answer to that on my YouTube channel, on LinkedIn, or uh, on the podcast uh, on the podcast uh, platform also. Uh, if you liked also what I'm doing, so please share uh, that also with your colleagues. Don't don't hesitate to put a like on the YouTube channel and to subscribe also. So on the YouTube channel, we reach now the 5,000 mark. So mainly we have 5,000 subscribers, which is really a great, a great achievement. So really, thank you. Thank you for uh, for listening to uh, my, my channel. Thank you for all the messages that you are sending to me. So I'm really appreciating that. So thank you for that. And if you need any support for UMDR or for any other organization or regulation, don't hesitate to contact Easy Medical Device. We are here to help you we can provide you consulting we can provide you training we can provide you coaching we can provide you services also for uh, as i've said the uk rep or um, uh, authorized representative so don't hesitate we are here really to help you to reach the market in a compliant way okay so i wish you a nice day and uh, goodbye thanks for listening so if you like this episode please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it and also don't forget to share it with your colleagues Thank you very much.